Hello and welcome to this episode of Special Ed Rising, No Parent Left Behind, a show aimed at parents and caregivers of children along the spectrum of disabilities, but welcomes siblings, teachers, healthcare professionals, and anyone interested in learning about topics from the world of exceptional needs, educational services, health and wellness, fitness, nutrition for you and your child, and more. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Mark Ingracia, and I have 34 years of experience as a classroom teacher, parent coach, and advocate. I hope this podcast can inspire you to face your days more confidently, stirring a greater sense of self-love, mindfulness, and outpouring of goodness and positive role modeling for your children, while remembering to attend to the areas of your own mental, physical, and if you're inclined, spiritual health, enabling you to be all that you hope to be for them. Today I'll be speaking about social stories. What are they? How do we use them? And are they effective? After that, stay tuned for a tip of the cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip, followed by your good news community share. So let's continue to write our own story and connect to the world with another win. Inclusion is a belief system. It begins with the belief that every child has strengths to build upon, interests to share, and experiences to honor. Author unknown. Inclusion is a mindset. It is a way of thinking. It is not a program that we run or a classroom in our school or a favor we do for someone. Inclusion is who we are. It is who we must strive to be. Lisa Friedman from Removing the Stumbling Block. I see social stories, also known as social narratives, as a tool for inclusion. Whatever manner in which we can offer access to a child's world of understanding helps them to see their environment more clearly and reduces the stress of the unknown and the potentially fear-inducing everyday situations that they must manage. From going to bed alone, to going to the dentist, to getting blood drawn, to screaming, and more, Social stories offer a picture and a welcome channel to the outside world. Carol Gray is the author of the very first social story back in 1990. She explains the definition of a social story as a social learning tool that supports the safe and meaningful exchange of information between parents, professionals, and people with autism of all ages. The people who develop social stories are referred to as authors, and they work on behalf of a child adolescent, or adult with autism, the audience. Authors follow a defined process that begins with gathering information, discovering a topic that fits the audience, and the development of personalized text and illustration. Meaningful exchange of information. That's the goal. To learn more about Carol Gray, the history of social stories, and more, go to her website at carolgraysocialstories.com. I'll leave the link on the resource page of my website. Put another way, a social story is a simple story that describes a social situation and the appropriate way to act in that situation. Social stories are evidence-based. Who's it for? Social stories were originally developed for people with autism. Autism spectrum disorder includes a wide range of neurodevelopmental disorders which are characterized by communication difficulties, social impairments, and restrictive repetitive behaviors. Social stories are effective for children who have 
expressive or receptive language delays, ADD or ADHD, autism spectrum disorder, sensory processing disorders, behavior difficulties, anxiety, auditory processing disorder, social skills deficits. I've used social stories to great effect with children identifying or suffering deficits in many of these areas. Michelle Wirth and Aaron Vollmer from TherapyWorks.com share that social stories can benefit all children. Some children have delayed executive function skills that cause them to have less inhibitory control. They, they can have trouble managing impulses and choosing the most appropriate behaviors for a given situation. Social stories can help these children think about and practice a skill before the moment comes. The National Autistic Society states that social stories can be used in a wide range of situations, including developing social and self-help skills, helping a person with autism understand how to behave in certain situations, helping with coping in regard to changes in routine and stressful situations, providing positive feedback. Social stories are evidence-based and studies have supported their effectiveness. The National Professional Development Center on ASD reports that, based upon the recent review, social narratives meet the evidence-based practice criteria with 17 single-case design studies. The practice has been effective with learners in preschool 3 to 5 years to high school 15 to 22 years. Evidence-based practices and studies included in the 2014 Evidence-Based Practice Report detailed how social narratives can be used effectively to address social, communication, joint attention, behavior, school readiness, play, adaptive, and academic outcomes. In an evidence-based summary from National Professional Development Center on Autism Spectrum Disorders, social narratives have been used to one, address behavioral difficulties, two, teach social skills, and three, promote effective and appropriate communication. In the evidence base, studies targeted the following skills or behaviors. Repetitive behavior, social interactions, disruptive behavior, generalization of independent behavior, expression of frustration, choice making and play, and on-task behavior. I was first exposed to social stories by two peer teachers who ran our school's special education classroom back in the late 80s. I witnessed the practice of creating stories that were like social stories around class trips to the supermarket and fire station, etc., which incorporated pictures of the children and staff involved as well as photos of the experiences in the process. According to Carol Gray, there are 10 science-based criteria behind the creation of social stories. One, share accurate information in a supportive, meaningful, descriptive manner. Two, understand your audience, the individual with autism, and his, her attitude towards the skill, concept, or situation being described. Three, include a title, introduction, body, and summarizing conclusion in each social story. Four, when writing, use a first or third person voice, have a positive tone, be absolutely literal and accurate. 5. Answer the key questions who, what, where, why, when, and how. 6. Include descriptive sentences as well as coaching sentences. 7. Describe more than you direct. 8. Review and refine your social stories before presenting them. 9. Plan before you write. 
monitor outcomes, mix and match as needed, provide both instruction and applause. And 10, include at least 50% applause or affirmation for the audience. I've been using social stories with my ASD clients quite a bit. Early on in my career, my use of them was scarce. However, I, I gradually saw the inherent value in them for a broad range of our children on the exceptional needs spectrum. I saw the benefit for any one of those children who lacked communication skills as they struggled with anxiety and acting out behaviors. I saw then and see now the varying degrees of value they offer for people with learning disabilities, emotional disabilities, attention deficit order, behavior disorders, and more. It's all right if you don't create the perfect social story at first. My initial ones were more from the gut creations with the general idea for what they were before I learned the more formal elements, which turns out to be pretty intuitive. But even as Carol Gray herself said, there are interpretations of social stories that don't fit the criteria. But whether these stories I create drift closer to or further from these rules, flexibility, I maintain, invites a healthy openness and off-the-track opportunity for creative interpretation. As long as it endeavors to obtain the same desired outcome and achieves it, I don't feel you need to pressure to follow the criteria to the T, at least at the start. I remain in the ballpark, and that's where you want to be. Playing the same game, but putting a spin on it is fine. The main tenet is the same, transference of a concept for better management. My approach to hitting may be seen as going against the grain, but if I get a hit, then, in this enterprise, the team wins. As long as the result is affecting positive change and a meaningful exchange of information, then we, you, have done a good job. A social story is able to reach an individual at his or her level to be tailored to a very personal set of relatable life experiences. When I create a social story, I seek to gather as much information from the parent or guardian I'm working with in, in order to fine-tune the main idea and strategize a logical, relatable sequence. Again, each approach considers the individual's needs of its intended audience. Some stories are more universal in nature, requiring some tweaking, while others will be very specific. Social stories cover the spectrum of universal themes, for example, going to the doctor's office, the importance of eating a healthy diet, the first day of school, getting ready for bed, keeping our hands to ourselves, and so on. But they can be very specific, too, as in dealing with self-abusive behaviors, rules for therapeutic horseback riding, reacting to an unfavorable activity, and more. You'll find that, in one way or another, there are already a plethora of existing social stories that you can manipulate to serve your needs and the needs of your child. However you interpret them, I strongly believe in the effectiveness of social stories, and I strongly encourage the inclusion of them in your toolkit. Kids do respond to and tend to rely on them once they become a part of their routine. The more personal you make them, using pictures of your child and familiar people and places in their lives, the more relatable they may be. But you can also go to Google and type in whatever topic you're looking for in a clip art form, or use a PEC system, or relatable real-life photos. 
just don't be deterred for fear that you're creating a story incorrectly. In fact, don't be afraid to try anything that's an honest attempt to help your child. The only way to learn is to try. Mistakes take you closer to success in all things, and certainly when it comes to helping your child, no one can fault you for a sincere effort. Again, refer to online social stories to see how they are constructed. Read Carol Gray's website. But don't let questions and doubts stop you. For whatever story you create is a step in the right direction, and when you see the positive results, you'll understand the efficacy of your exploits. Here's a short example of a social story that Carol Gray wrote. See if you can find the elements from the criteria that are included in the story. See if they're all there. See if there's any missing. My toys. My toys belong to me. They are mine. Many of my toys were given to me. Some of my toys have my name on them. I may play with my toys or share them with someone. I have toys that are mine. Today in my practice, social stories or narratives are one of the first strategies I go to for my clients as they are, to me, a, a genuine attempt at reaching a human being who is lacking awareness and the skills to intellectually perceive certain things in life for themselves. It can be a step before rewards and consequences or can be used in conjunction with them and a structured behavior plan. It can be the channel through which you can reach your child and prepare them for what's to come so there are little to no surprises making their world a more comfortable place to discover. It's time now for a tip of the cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip. Today's tip comes from Children's Educational Services. Keep your home as organized as possible. Structure is very important for exceptional needs children, and it can be very helpful for you as a parent to them. Whether you have one or more children to keep track of, sticking to a daily routine as much as possible will help both you and your child. Keeping your home or areas where your child lives in most organized will also help to minimize stress and distractions. Today's Good News Community Share comes from DisabilityScoop.com. Nielsen to Track Disability Representation on TV by Sean Heasley. It's long been known that people with disabilities are underrepresented on television, but now a prominent industry service is looking to measure the trend in hopes of prompting more inclusion. GraceNote, a company owned by television ratings giant Nielsen that collects and provides data on the entertainment industry, says it will start tracking representation of people with disabilities on the small screen. More than one in four adults in the U.S. today are living with a disability, yet actors without disabilities are still cast to portray them in TV shows and films, said Hala Kianfar, vice president of product at GraceNote. Initiating positive change starts with measuring the diversity of talent featured across a range of identity groups and intersectionalities, and we're proud that GraceNote Inclusion Analytics serves this critical purpose. GraceNote said it worked with the disability nonprofit RespectAbility to develop the new tracking. 
Being able to measure the gap in representation of disability is a powerful capability that equips the media industry to act and invest in representative content and disabled talent, said Lauren Applebaum, Senior Vice President of Communications and Entertainment and News Media at RespectAbility. We hope tracking representation will lead to an increase over time. I want to thank you again for listening to this episode, and I hope you'll join me each week to hear about topics close to your heart and welcome fresh and informative insights into areas that are new to you. All music heard on today's show comes from Jason Shaw at Audionautics.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Special Ed Rising and on my website, specialedrising.com. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends. You can contact me directly with questions, comments, or if you're interested in parent coaching through my email, specialedrising at gmail.com or my contact pages on Facebook or my website. If you'd like to share some of your success stories with the audience, please send them to my email. Let's show the world what's possible. Also, let me know if there's anything you'd like to learn more about. And until next time, peace and keep rising.